Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Let's talk about the golden rule, shall we? Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. I'm sure you've heard about the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd have others do unto you, right? But did you realize the financial world has its own set of golden rules? Well, not the golden rule you're thinking about, but this golden rule basically says we work hard, right? We try to mind our own business. We give to others. We work hard at providing for our families. Uh, We're trying to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. But the financial world says something like this. He who makes the rules gets the gold. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry for Retirement. I am your host for the next 28 minutes or so, retirement planning specialist Tony Walker. And with us in the studio is America's favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orander, and his new beloved sidekick, Matt Stebbins. Aaron, first of all, uh, I know you had to take off work yesterday. Lost your grandmother. I'm sorry to hear that in all seriousness. Um, But you did mention something. You said, I said, well, how's the estate settling going? And you said, well, it's going fine. Apparently, you were given a grandfather clock, correct? Now, folks, you don't know anything about Aaron. He is a master at producing TV and radio shows. He's got on headphones right now. He really looks like he knows what he's doing. But he admitted this morning he knows nothing about grandfather clocks. So if there's anybody out there that knows a lot about grandfather clocks, let us know. Give us a call. Talk to Aaron. He's serious, right, Aaron? He's open for it. Yeah, 877-499-CLOCK. No, I'm just kidding. That's not the... That's not the number. 877-499-WALK. Talk to Aaron. See if you can give him some pointers on how to set up this grandfather clock. But back to the show, folks. You know, you've been working hard, right? Uh, And we've been working hard at trying to dissect and go over the seven costly mistakes people make with their money. And this comes right out of my book that was published in 2010, Don't Follow the herd. Now, you might say, wait, Tony, I'm getting confused. I, I listen to your radio show pretty regularly. I thought you've already covered these steps, and we did. But what we decided to do as a group, we were talking about this. This this is just too much meaty stuff, folks, and these are huge, huge mistakes. So we are going back, and we are covering these mistakes. And right now, we are at mistake number four. So just in case you're joining us, again, you are listening to the Worry-Free Retirement. We've covered the first three mistakes. And uh, again, you can go back and listen to past radio shows at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. But we're at mistake number four, stockpiling hay. Remember, this is a book about cows, folks. Stockpiling hay for everyone but yourself. And you might be saying, well, Tony, wait a minute. What in the world does stockpiling hay for everyone but myself have to do with the golden rule of the financial world. Well, as you're getting ready to 
here, folks, stockpiling your hay, that's cow talk for money, and more importantly, where you store that money over time, and then finally, when do you go get that money out of the barn and enjoy it? That's the key to a worry-free retirement. And what you're going to find out, most advisors, oh, they can tell you how to store hay all right. They can build big barns and throw it all in there. But the problem is most of them, number one, either don't want to give you the hay back, or number two, the hay actually stays in there too long. It's going to be an interesting show. We're going to make this correlation between Farmer Brown storing his hay and you storing your money. Now, here's how life works. Here's, here's what I've noticed in being in the trenches for 34 years. I'm also 58 years of age. I've got all kinds of senior clients as well. So I've watched stuff play out. I mean, I tell people sometimes the advantage of working and meeting with me is really just experience. I mean, I've been trained by a lot of great people, but the experience of literally meeting thousands of people and just hearing their stories and watching life, life play out is huge. So think about this timeline. Here we are on a timeline, right? You and I are born. Then we enjoy the innocence of childhood, right? We're told to stay in school. We try to, we're taught to listen to our parents and teachers and coaches. And then we're taught or trained to go to some sort of college or vocational school. You know, get a good education, go to college. That way you can get out and get a good job, right? And then we go to work. And then the program kind of runs like this. We're going to slave away our life for 40 years or so. Along the way, we're going to try to do the best to raise a family. We're going to try to give money what we can to charity. We're going to try to do some volunteering. And yes, okay, as we're taught, we're going to try to sock as much money away somewhere. Most of you, it's your 401k. Uh, We're going to spend a ton of money on insurance products, many of which we end up not needing any of it. Uh, We're going to probably pay way too much in interest on these loans out there. So now the banks are coughing up uh, all kinds of money to them. Not to mention all the fees we're going to pay to Wall Street to, quote, handle our money, whatever that means. And then, of course, you got the government that's either taxing it along the way or licking their chops waiting to get that 401k tax tumor that's buried in there. So you work. I'm not trying to depress you, folks. Don't get depressed. I'm just saying this is kind of how life plays out. And then at some magical age, that was determined in the 30s when a bunch of politicians cooked up the notion of Social Security and grabbed 65 out of the air. That's just an arbitrary age. But supposedly 65, we're going to quit working. Uh, they call it retirement. It means you retire from working. Does all this sound familiar, folks? Okay. Anyway, hang with me. And then we're supposed to go home and sit home and watch TV. I met a guy the other day. Literally, he said he's hooked on reruns of The Rifleman. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, maybe play a little golf. You go hunting. Uh, Maybe you're like that guy. You're watching a lot of reruns of The Rifleman or Leave it to Beaver or whatever. And then occasionally, you squeamishly go to the financial world and beg for some of your money back. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with a game plan, which includes hard work, saving hard, providing for others. Uh, But at some point, we got to ask ourselves, who are we really providing for all these years? And when it comes to retirement planning, again, this is a retirement planning show, folks. We've got to ask ourselves, how much of this money, all this money we've worked for all of these years, all of our lifetime, how much of it, think about this, is truly your money? Now, before we dive into this uh, fourth mistake and start raking the financial world over the proverbial financial coals, let me state something here. The financial world plays a very crucial and critical role in our society. All right, don't get me wrong here. Without financial institutions, without the governing, governing money, 
uh, the, this world would be a mess, folks. I don't think I want to go back into the dark ages and, you know, we're trading chickens and things for whatever. But this doesn't negate the fact that the financial world isn't thinking about, number one, how to get this money back to you. Uh, you don't believe me? Call up your advisor just for the fun of it and tell them you need to liquidate all your money and send you a check. Watch them, watch them go into reaction mode. And rather than here's the question they ought to be asking, what's going on or what do you need the money for in a polite way? Uh, but if they act like they're calling you stupid and well, how would you ever take your money back from them? You, you probably need a second opinion. That's not the right reaction. But number one, they've got to keep our money. All right. That's the first thing. And my job, assuming you turn over your money to me as your advisor, my job is to do our best to number one, understand the rules of engagement that we got to continue to deal with, with these financial institutions, but more importantly, set up a different set of game plan rules so you can use and enjoy this money. So when we get back, we're going to talk about these four financial institutions and what are the rules that they go by to get our money, all right? What do they promise us back in return if we hand it over to them? And then finally, how in the world are we eventually going to use and enjoy this money in retirement? Well, you stay tuned. I'm going to share that with you. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. Are you retired or retiring soon? Do you have a 401k, IRA, thrift savings account, 403b, or lump sum pension that you'd like to move to safer territory? Did you know that all the money you see on your 401k statement isn't really yours? Depending on your overall taxable income, the government has essentially a lien on your 401k that can tax as much as 40% of your money when you go to take it out. Tony Walker calls this the 401k tax tumor. For over 33 years, retirement specialist Tony Walker has helped thousands of savers worry less about money by creating game plans to deal with your tax tumor. Get control of your retirement by controlling the taxes owed on it. Schedule a free meeting to see if you can reduce your tax tumor and provide a guaranteed income you can never outlive. To get started, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. And now it's time for Tony in the Trenches. All right, we got a Tony in the Trenches. This is coming from Jan. Uh, Jan is uh, looks like over in the E-Town area, but anyway, Jan writes, Tony, I keep hearing this term coming from the financial world. I've got quotes here, working in the best interest of the client. Jan goes on to say, what in the world does that mean? And how do I know if an advisor is in fact working in my best interest? Great question, Jan. In fact, you've probably heard this term fiduciary thrown around a lot. We are fiduciaries. Uh, technically, a definition of a fiduciary is someone working in your best interest, and that fiduciary has to have certain licensing uh, to be considered a fiduciary. Now, by the way, just because somebody's a fiduciary doesn't mean they're going to provide you the game plan we're talking about to use and enjoy your money. And just because somebody's a fiduciary doesn't mean they're ethical. Uh, I saw an article the other day where some fiduciary was uh, thrown in jail for milking a bunch of money out of people's uh, wallets. So that's great. We're fiduciaries. Uh, you can go to our website at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Uh, there's something on there called Form ADV Part 2, and that's a great form. If anybody's a fiduciary, you need to ask for Form ADV Part 2, and that will spell out everything they do, how they get paid, any potential conflicts of interest. But here's the key. 
you know, we were talking about this in our meeting the other day. We always have a staff meeting, and what we try to do is what is the understanding of the client? That's all that matters. You know, I'll meet with 20 to 30 people a week, and I hear you all give me feedback of what the financial world is telling you, but what matters is what you understand about the world. It doesn't matter what they're telling you. It's what do you understand and what I'm finding out is most of you could care less about what a fiduciary is. What you want is a process, a written game plan. And here's the key with this game plan. And by the way, the Worry for Retirement, we have a process that does this. But the game plan has to include you, it has to include your loved ones, and it has to include the advisor all on the same page with a written game plan that is flexible enough, listen closely, that is going to be able to meet the changes that will come your way. You know, my dad used to always say, nothing stays the same. And folks, just because you've run out to a dinner seminar and bought a bunch of annuities and you got a nice gal or girl or guy or whoever, it doesn't matter. Uh, they got a nice building. I don't care. If they're not giving you a written game plan to show you the things we're getting ready to talk about, how to use and enjoy your money, uh, you've got a problem. Because, yeah, you might have a bunch of uh, annuity contracts or investments, but if you don't know how to maximize those appropriately and how to use them throughout your life, uh, it might as well just been, you might as well just kept your money in the bank, quite frankly. So here we are. We're talking about the idea of my work and trying to boil this down simply. What is going on? Well, we kind of went through that little timeline of what happens throughout your life, and I'm even going to boil this down even more simply. There's only really two phases. We've talked about this before. You have people at work and capital at work. So you're working hard, assuming you're not retired, you're still in the people at work phase. Uh, you don't want to keep working as hard, so you expect that money that you saved one day to be converted into cash flow or income. Then that's when we technically call it retirement. Then the capital is working. So what do you do? You stockpile money, like Farmer Brown in our book, Don't Follow the Herd. He put his hay in the barn right? You stockpile money with the financial institutions. So who are these financial institutions? Well, there's basically four of them. And let's kind of look at what they, what these financial institutions are, the four institutions. What are they promising? And what are you supposed to get in return? So we always like to start with the government, all right? The financial institution of the government. And you say, well, Tony, I, that's not a financial institution, is it? And I said, well, of course it is. A financial institution in my terms is anybody that collects money from you, holds on to that money, and returns it at some point. So think about it. The government is the one that administers the Social Security system. That's the best example I can give you. There's taxes and everything else, but let's stay with that. Basically, you hand over your money, right, through FICA taxes at some age, 62, 65, 70, whenever you want to take it. The longer you leave it there, the more it'll be. You turn around, you tell the government you want your Social Security. So how do they survive? They need tax revenue. What do they promise? They kind of promise hope, <laughs> you know, because you hope the Social Security is going to be there. Now, I've got Aaron and Matt in the studio here, and they're both kind of young, uh, young fellows here. And probably deep down, if I looked at them, I'm not even going to ask them. I don't want to discourage them here. But they'd probably say, nah, I'm not real confident about Social Security. Do you want to weigh in on the fellows? Or are you confident about No, they're, they're not. No. Okay, so they don't have a lot of hope in Social Security. We don't know if it's going to be there or not. But I'm just saying, though, we give them money. They promise us something in return. Depending on your age, many people would say, well, I'm not going to sit around hope on that. Now, what do we get in return? What we get in return literally is inflation. Uh, the cost of living is going to be indexed or increased for Social Security next year. Well, the reason it's increased next year, in other words, the payout will be higher, is because of inflation. 
So because the government is in charge, basically, of our monetary policy and Social Security and these things, in return, we get inflation. That's a fact. The next institution is Wall Street. Now, Wall Street gets their money from fees and commissions, mainly fees more so. They used to just work on commissions, but they figured out they can make a whole lot more of a steady stream of income if they get fees. Now, let me, you know, basically I've got to do a little disclaimer. We have a program with Charles Schwab. Uh, we are an independent advisor. I do manage money. Our fee is six-tenths of one percent. For a managed account, that's like usually a third of what most people are changing, but uh, charging. But basically, yeah, we get fees as well. So the more you make, the more we get. Even if you lose money, we do still collect our fees. So we do work on a fee basis as well. We do fees and commissions. Oh, incidentally, uh, Matt, who checks all of our uh, analytics on our website to see what you folks were interested in, a great place to go on TonyWalkerFinancial.com is the section, How Do We Get Paid? It's one of our most popular sections that you go to. It's full disclosure, but it'll also tell you how everybody else is getting paid and how we are much, much lower in terms of fees uh, than the average bear out there. So Wall Street collects fees. In turn, they give us or promise us more growth, right? You were told if you leave your money in your 401k, it'll have a lot of money. Uh, just hang in there, even though here we are at November 20th. 2018 and the market went down again. So I had a gentleman in last night. He said, Tony, I want you to handle our money. I'm going to move it over to you. I want to get out of the stock market. But since we've talked, he's got quite a bit of money. Since we've talked and I've been thinking about this, I'm down already 10%. He's got all of his money in the market. He said, I can't move it now. So now we got to wait, which is actually a little scary because it could continue to go down. But the original purpose was more growth. But if you want more growth, what do you get? You're going to take more risk. All right. The third financial institution is insurance companies. Now, how do they survive, Tony? Well, they need premiums. And you might say, well, don't insurance companies issue annuities? Isn't that what you're always talking about, Tony? These annuities? Uh, how, what's that called? And I would say an annuity. If you invest in an annuity with an insurance company, especially if you drag out your contract, you'll see that they don't call that an investment. They call that money you put in a premium. So whether it's car, home, health, life, think of all the insurances you'll buy over the years. Uh, annuities, you're giving premiums to the insurance companies, all right? They invest that money. They take a hit off of that money and put it in their pocket and cover their overheads. And what are they really promising? Well, they're not really promising growth. An annuity, for instance, is not intended to grow your money. The annuity, for instance, in this example, you give them a premium, what they're guaranteeing you is, the insurance company is saying that they'll guarantee you that they'll pay you an income, in this example, we're talking about mailbox money, that you can never outlive. You see, Wall Street, because they have risk, can't guarantee you that. Risk and guarantees are not traveling companions, folks, you, either one or the other. An insurance company says, we're not going to risk your money, but we're not going to pay you a lot, but we'll guarantee you you won't run out. See the difference? That's probably why savers like insurance companies so much. We have most of our money for our clients, more than 70% of our money that we invest for our clients is with insurance companies. Why? Because we work with savers, savers like guarantees. Yeah, the more money we put over there with Wall Street, which we can do that, but I've noticed my clients, especially of their savers, the more they get antsy when this thing starts doing the roller coaster ride. So what do we get, though, if we give them our premiums? Do we get something that we lose? And I would say, yes, you do. And that's called opportunity cost. 
So let's use this example. I know a lot of you, there's a fellow on the radio for years, uh, has talked about you ought to just buy term insurance. That's the best thing you can do. That's the cheapest form of insurance. And I would say, sure, if you buy term insurance and die at a young age, that's a great idea. But unfortunately, I don't see that in my office. What I see is a bunch of people coming in here retired and their term life insurance, they're still alive and breathing. Uh, the insurance company with their term life, the premiums start going up. I guess you know why that is, don't you, folks? I mean, the insurance companies are controlling this game. They know as you get older, you're getting close to dying. So what do they do? They jack up the premiums. You can't afford the insurance, and you drop the insurance. So the insurance company wins, and they say, hey, we got another one. They paid all this money to us for this term life that they thought was so cheap. We've been taking that money and investing it, right? That's a premium. That's what they do. They invest your money. And you create what's called an opportunity cost. Not only do you not have any insurance anymore, but you paid all of that money, you lost all that interest, and you have nothing. Oh, incidentally, uh, my favorite son-in-law, Trey, is doing a marvelous job. We've started a life insurance department. So in this department, folks, we can quote any type of life insurance you want. We can quote any type of long-term care insurance you want. And we can also shop for Medicare supplements for those of you 65 years of age or older. So if you have any questions, if you'd like to see how to put more money in your pocket with many of these products and provide a lot more protection, uh, why don't you just email Trey. It's T-R-E-Y, Trey, at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. And if you have a life insurance need, uh, a, a long-term care insurance planning need, or again, you need to look at your Medicare supplement issue, especially if you're getting ready to retire and you're 65, you definitely want to call Trey because uh, we can shop that for you as well. It's Trey at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. All right, let's keep moving here. So the fourth financial institution is banks. Now, God, now and people think oh, I'm always making fun of banks. Folks, banks, again, talking about serving a crucial role, um, I have a lot of money in banks. There's nothing wrong with banks. But banks, let's face it, folks, they earn money on interest, some fees, but really interest is their game. What their game is, it's really pretty simple. Uh, the banks under the fractional reserve system of the, of the government allows them to borrow $9 for every dollar they have on deposit. Now, you and I did this. We'd be called kooky. I mean, we can't, you know, if you had uh, $1,000 of equity and $9,000 of loans, you'd say, well, that's not smart, Tony. But banks can do that under the fractional reserve. So they keep this money flowing. They get us to deposit their money. Each deposit allows them to borrow even more money. They pay us, let's just say in this example, 2% on our money, and they loan it out to somebody for a car at 6%. Not a bad deal, and they do this over and over and over. Um, so banks earn money on our interest. What we get in return, we get to buy more stuff. Uh, over time, we collect more debt, and the stuff is not worth as much, and you've got Aaron now. He's trying to figure out what to do with the grandfather clock. Uh, hopefully, they didn't put that on a credit card probably, Aaron. That generation didn't. Okay, so at least they didn't have interest on the grandfather clock. So those are the four types of institutions. When we come back, I'm going to actually put some legs on this and show you how, at Tony Walker Financial, we can make sure that that stockpiled hay you got sitting in your financial barn, we're going to make that come alive, and we're going to show you how to use and enjoy it without the fear of running out of it for the rest of your life. Good stuff coming up. I'll be right back. Annuities. Some people love them and some people hate them. Regardless of how you feel about annuities, one thing's for sure, annuities are the only financial product that can guarantee an income you can never outlive. I'm Tony Walker. And regardless of whether you're thinking about buying an annuity or you have a current annuity that you would like me to review, 
Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Since 9-11, we've written over 2,500 annuities, and we can help you by getting started now. Are you retired or retiring soon? Can you afford for your money to take a hit with the stock market being so volatile these days? Nobody can time the market, but having a retirement game plan with Tony Walker Financial gives you peace of mind and sleep insurance. Learn how to prevent losses in your retirement accounts and plan your retirement around an income you can never outlive. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com today to schedule a personal meeting with Tony to secure your hard-earned money. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back to the Worry Free Retirement. We're covering mistake number four out of my book, Don't Follow the Herd, Stockpiling Hay in Your Barn for Everyone Else But You. So how do we do? Okay, Tony. So you said, well, that's, this all sounds good, but I'm getting close to retirement or I've been retired several years. How do I set up a game plan that allows me to use this money now, to enjoy this money now, but, you know, you're sitting there saying, I'm a saver, Tony. I ain't going to take a bunch of risks now. How do I keep from not running out of money? I don't want to run out of money. That's what everybody says. I mean, who does, Right. And the problem is right now, if you've got a 401k IRA thrift savings account, uh, maybe you're eligible for a lump sum pension, or maybe you just got a bunch of money in the bank or some brokerage account out there, you've got to earn a reasonable amount of interest. You've got to make sure you don't risk the cow. Remember, we talked about that in a previous episode. And you've got to make sure that you have something out there, here's the key word, that's guaranteed to provide lifetime income or what I call mailbox money. So you say, well, what is that, Tony? It's a concept we came up with years ago. We've used it for years, so we've had time to test this out. This is not something I went to some uh, workshop down in Miami Beach and came back from, you know, that, those are out there, folks. A lot of these advisors, not all of them, but some of these advisors, I've been there. You go to these workshops and somebody's got a, a great idea. They come back. Nobody's really even thought through it, and everybody starts selling stuff. That's not retirement planning. What you have to do is have something that is a process. We call it the worry for retirement. And then within that process, a way to invest your money, take the money out, keep the taxes and fees down. But again, make sure everybody stays on the same page. Remember, a true fiduciary has a process that has you, your family members or loved ones, and the advisor all on the same page written down, and it's flexible to take you through your retirement years. And ultimately, when you die, it's able to then be passed off with some semblance of, you know, not a bunch of taxes and fees to your family. So what do we call this? It's called the split IRA concept. Now, what we do with this, is we imagine Farmer Brown's got a, a cow, and rather than putting all the milk in one bucket, we divide up the cow, in this case, it'd be your 401k, into two or more buckets. So imagine there's milk in those buckets, that's your assets, and what we do is we actually take milk out of only one bucket. We don't take milk out of every bucket. Met a gentleman the other day, and he's got all these annuities he purchased years ago after a dinner seminar. And uh, the poor old guy, I'll talk about him uh, maybe in another show, but the poor old fella is now 70 and a half. And he went back to the advisor who sold him the annuity. Apparently, he's long gone, and he's got these 25-year-olds working there now or something, and they don't know anything about minimum distributions and where to take out of which bucket. And I said, that's not how you do planning anyway, sir. What we have to do is the split IRA concept. We'll handle the minimum distributions. We'll take them out of the right bucket, 
okay? And then we can fill that bucket up with other monies that we're going to have set aside. And this is all visually uh, laid out for you. I know we're on a radio show, but what happens when you meet with us with the split IRA concept, we're going to actually show you the worry-free retirement software that I had recreated. It's proprietary. Nobody else has this. It's trademark software. And then I'll personally go through your situation. We will then, our offices will put it in the software. I'll have a second appointment where I will meet with you and hopefully your spouse or partner, and we'll go through and you'll actually see how the money's going to flow out, where it's going to come from, how much you can expect, how long it's going to last, and then how the mailbox money works within this process. And best of all, to go through this split IRA analysis, guess what? It's absolutely free. So who should take advantage of this? Generally, we work with people over the age of 50. That's the people approaching retirement planning or over the age of 50 who are also retired. So anybody over the age of 50, this split IRA concept is great. It doesn't matter whether you're retired or already retired. I had a gentleman in the other day, he's in his mid-70s, and we're going to show him how he can use this split IRA concept to worry less about his money. So take advantage of that. It's easy to do. To meet with me in person at either our Bowling Green or Louisville, Kentucky office, just go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, TonyWalkerFinancial.com, and click on the Let's Get Started button, or feel free to give us a call at 877 877- 499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. We'll look forward to next week when I cover mistake number five from our book, Don't Follow the Herd. This is Tony Walker wishing you a good day. Until next week, you remember of all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you Funny, funny, funny what money can do